1: Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're so glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministry is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer for you today is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God designed you to live. We are continuing our study in the book of Ephesians, and today, Pastor Todd will be beginning in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10.
2: The revelation of the mystery, which was planned by God before time began, and was held by Him until the the appointed time, is this. Almighty God has come to live in union with you. You have divine life in you. God has sent the Spirit of His Son, Jesus Christ, to join in union with His children. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, that you are not your own? Jesus is not just in your life. Jesus is your life. He is in you, in union with you. And you can ignore that, and you can live like it isn't true, and you can believe the lie that somehow it's all about what you can put together and how you can protect yourself and how you can make your life comfortable on this earth. And Jesus is good to have around if you need Him. Jesus is good to have for for church purposes, but somehow there's a separation. He never quite becomes life for you. That's not the mystery. The mystery is that He is life. There's a big difference between Jesus being in your life and Jesus being your life. John 15, Thau says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can't live life apart from him. If you've been trying, you don't have it. You've been supporting death, not life. And that doesn't mean that you don't have his life. It just means that you've been living like a dead person. And listen, I think we got some of our theology messed up here. And I've heard a lot of people say that the branch's purpose is just to bear the fruit. And that is true. But it's larger than just bearing fruit. The branch is part of the vine. It is united to him. It is his own. And if it never bears a single bit of fruit, which it will, (laughs) it's still his own. You will bear fruit. You just won't be able to see it if you're so caught up in, in, in judging your own life and living your own life. But God always will express fruit. You know what? It's His joy to do that. You're not being used by God. I mean, one teacher says, you use a shovel. How much joy are you getting out of your shovel? You're not being used by God. You're being loved by God. And as you express fruit, what you're you're expressing through your life is the revelation of His life within you and the union of your life with Him. It is His glory. His glory. In verse 10, He begins to show us the meaning of the mystery. He says, He planned for the maturity of times and the climax of the ages to unify all things and head them up and consummate them in Christ, both things in heaven and things on earth. Here's the meaning of the mystery. Everything is Jesus, and Jesus is everything. He holds this world together by the word of His power. In Him all things have their being. Life is Jesus. You know, there was an old pop song I remember came to my head when I was, when I was saying this. You are everything and everything is you. you remember that old song they used to play all over and over again? It just repeats. You are everything and everything is you. You are everything and everything is you. But you know what? That's about Jesus. That's what Paul's saying about Jesus. You are everything and everything is you. Acts 17.28 says, For in Him we live... How do we live? In Him. And move and have our being. As even some of your own poets have said, for we are also His offspring. In Him we move. Do you know that if you're not moving in Him, you're not moving? (laughs) In Him we move. In Him we have being, we have life. If your life is missing something, it is because you're looking for it in the wrong place. It's in Him. It's in Him you have life. It's in Him you have purpose. It's in Him you have being. If you could distill down the purpose behind every moment of life into one word, it would be Jesus. What's the purpose of what I'm going through now, Todd Jesus? What's the purpose of what I've been through, Todd Jesus? What's the purpose of where I'm going, Todd Jesus? Well, I thought it was about me having a happy life. How are you defining happy life? Jesus is the sum of life for the believer. The New American Standard puts this verse, uh, verse 10, this way. He says, The summing up of all things in Christ, things in heaven and things on earth in him. That's what the American Standard says in Ephesians. You know what? That's an accounting term. It uh, means to come to the end of the equation and adding the parts together to determine the whole. You want to determine the whole of your life? All of the parts have to be added. Every part, even the ugly ones. And in the end, the end of the equation is that you're not your own. You've been bought for a price. And the price was Jesus in Jesus' life. If we believe that life is summed up in this world, then we have a reason to despair. If we believe that this life is the most important, then it makes sense to be selfish. It makes sense to be self-protecting. It makes sense to create the best environment for ourselves. It makes sense to hate. It makes sense to not love another. It makes sense to be all about us if we believe that this is all we have. But if we're going to believe the Word of God, then we've got to believe that this is not our reward. This is not our hope. This is not our inheritance. That this world is not our life. Do you believe it? Because if you don't believe it, you're most miserable. Because this life on this world, what this world calls life, will cheat you, will rob you, will bring you to the end in despair. And it's designed to do that because you aren't designed for anything but Jesus. We suffer no loss in this life for us to live as Christ. Are you suffering loss? If life is Christ, you haven't lost anything. We have a tagline for his life. And the tagline is this. It's just about Jesus. Now, I could have put in a lot of different things there. And it was suggested by several people that I put, it's all about Jesus. And I agree, it is all about Jesus. But I've heard that from other places, that it's all about Jesus. And you get there, and it's not all about Jesus. <laughs> the truth is that it is just about Jesus. And I said just about Jesus because it's not about Jesus plus programs. It's not about Jesus plus effort. It's not about Jesus and your striving. It's not about Jesus and your ability to behave. It's not about Jesus and your good looks. It's not about Jesus and your money. It's not about Jesus and your job. It's not about Jesus and your marriage. It's not about Jesus and your kids. It's not about any of those things. It's just about Jesus. You start there and the rest of it and all of these things shall be added unto you you'll find life in him it's just about Jesus everything else in life is a mirage or a distraction if you can't see Jesus in it then you've missed its purpose do you hear that if you can't see Jesus in where you're at you've missed missed the purpose of it you're wasting time (laughs) You've missed the purpose because the reason you are where you are at this moment, at this time, is so that the Father can bring to you the revelation that Jesus is in it and He's in everything because here's the discipline, here's the truth. Father wants us to be able to understand and embrace that Jesus is in every moment of our being because in Him we move and have life and being. In Him, we have hope. In Him, we have joy. In Him, we have a reason for being alive. It's just about Jesus. Many people want to keep their lives compartmentalized. There is Jesus, and then there's the real world, the real life. What is the real life? Is your job the life? the school the life? Bank account, is that your life? Is your home the life? in a moment that will all be gone because a lifetime on this earth is only a moment in eternity. If it's truly life, we've been cut way short. The Spirit mocks this truth. The Spirit of the world mocks this truth while the world dies proving it out every day we saw it this week didn't we It's a man created by God with so much talent and creativity but had no hope of loving himself or anyone else he thought if I could just recreate myself I could love me more and he became his own creative creator And what he ended up with was not lovely. Nor did it cause him to love himself more. And he thought, if I could just recreate my world, I could find peace. And he built a lavish place for himself and recreated his world. But there was no peace. He thought, if I could just have the love... Of millions, they could just know and love me, I could have purpose. And yet that deceived him as well. And in the end, he hid from everyone, including his own family, and ran from them. He illustrated the truth. I don't know if that man will be in heaven. He could be a Christian. Because a Christian can live just as lost a life if they're refusing to see the truth that there's only one place of hope, only one place where there is life, and that is in Christ. Because Jesus didn't just die to get you in heaven. He died to spend life with you, each moment with you. In verse 11, he assures us of a rich inheritance in him we also were made God's heritage his portion and we obtained an inheritance for we have been foreordained chosen and appointed beforehand in accordance with his purpose who works out he who works out everything in agreement with the counsel and design of his own will he works out everything in accordance with His purpose, His design, and His will. He's sovereign. This is the God who loves you. What they were talking about in the end, look at the end of that verse. You know what that is? That's Romans eight twenty-eight. it's He who works it all together for good. And you say, I don't see the good. I'm just not seeing the good. That's because you're not seeing anything but yourself. That's hard, but that's true. You have been like this person we just got through talking about. You've become the little G in your life. And you have decided to define what good is. Good will be when I can recreate my circumstance. Good will be when I can recreate myself. Good will be when I can bring everything around me and people will truly love me. That will be good. But I'm telling you, it won't be good. And you will live your life in despair because you were created for one person and one person only. In Him, there is life. Outside of Him, there is none. I don't care where you live it. That's Romans 8:28. You want to see the good? I'll tell you where it is. It's Jesus. He brings all things, he works all things together for the good. You know what the good for you is? It's Jesus. Begin to know that if you want to see the value in living, you've got to be staring at him. If you want to see the purpose in getting up in the morning, you've got to be looking at Him. And when you begin to see that, you can embrace life with a full abandon because that same God who gave Himself for you, who delivered all of the universe at the feet of Jesus so that He could express His love for you, that same God is sovereign in your life. And His purpose for this short span upon this piece of earth here is that you grow in your love for Him. He loves you that much. It's not so He can manipulate you. It's not so He can use you. It's not so He can get some good work out of you. He doesn't need that. He's God. It's so you can learn to love Him. And you know how He teaches you to love Him? There's only one way God teaches you to love Him. By exposing Himself to you manifesting Himself to you by showing you who He is. He is love. God doesn't have to stroke you. God doesn't have to give you more money, good looks, handsome husband. God doesn't have to do any of those things. All God's got to do is show you Jesus and I'm telling you, you're going to be so head over heels you're not going to know what to do with yourself because He is love. It was interesting. Tonight, one of my daughters was having a tough time. And uh, so I was sitting there with her and I said, I'm sorry, and she was crying. I said, i tell you what, let's play a little game. I pulled up, there was a Bible next to me, and I said, okay, let's see what we get. Of course, you know it's going to land on the Psalms or Isaiah when you go to the middle, it always does. And I read a, read a piece out of Isaiah about the sovereignty of God. Did again. I read a piece in Isaiah. In, uh, and Psalms about His goodness and His kindness. And I read another piece. And I got done reading. We read about four or five of them. I got done, and and uh, I looked at her. I could tell she felt better. I said, "You feel better?" She said, "Yeah, I do." And I said, "You know what? You know why?" She just looked at me. I said, "Because the truth in you is stronger than your body." And you've just been hearing the truth. The truth in you is stronger than your body. It is the core of who you are. Declare the truth. And you'll come back to who you are. And we all feel better there. God will have His will. He has declared it so. You can live in the revelation of Him as life, or you can live in hopelessness and unbelief, because the curse of rejecting Jesus is separation from God. Now, for the Christian, it's just separation from seeing Him. You allow the world to put scales in your eyes and callous over your heart. And the things that are ugly somehow look appealing. The things that are fraught with traps and dangers don't seem quite so scary. And you become accustomed to the wickedness of the world and you can start freely entering in and out of it without much care or twinge of conscience because you have rejected the idea that He is your life. You've embraced the idea that you can find life somewhere else. That's the truth of why you're doing what you're doing. Thats why you go to those things. It's why you do those things. Because Christ as life is not your priority. And for the Christian, that's called walking in unbelief. It's living in unbelief. It doesn't mean that you're not a believer. It's just that you're not believing you're a believer. You're an unbelieving believer. You've set aside the truth of God and all that He has for you. Daniel 4.35 says, All the inhabitants of the earth are counted for nothing. He does according to His will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay His hand or say to Him, What are you doing? None can. as He is God. But foremost, He is love. And what He is doing is He's loving on you. But you're so blinded by your own desires and your own perceptions, you can't see it. That's what happens. Ephesians 1.12 says, For that we first hoped in Christ who put our com- and put our confidence in Him, have been destined and appointed to live for the praise of His glory. What's your purpose in living? To the praise of His glory. What does that mean? That means that every day I let Jesus be Jesus, God is praised through my life. He is glorified through my life I have a purpose People say I was born for the I was I have a purpose to glorify the Lord. You know what glorifies the Lord? It is where His child in union, hand in hand, if you will, for the picture's sake, walks forward in obedience and enjoys His presence and lives out of His love and and rejoices over His His union with God. That is really living in the praise of His glory. You know what's not living in the praise of His glory? It's still this father has got you by the hand still this father is guarding you and keeping you and adding to your life still this father is ever trying to teach you as a loving father would and you refuse to recognize it you don't see his love for what it is you think it's inconvenient you think it's some kind of hardship or discipline you can't see Jesus in anything you're blinded to the beauty of all that God has given you because you have rejected the truth of life that is the difference In 13 and 14, he says, In him you also have heard the word. Where did you hear it? The word of truth. In him you also have also heard the word of truth. Where did you hear it? In him. If you're in Him, Christian, and you are, you're going to hear the Word of Truth. He's going to make it plain to you. The glad tidings of the Gospels of your salvation and having believed in and adhered to and relied on Him were stamped with a seal the long-promised Holy Spirit. He sealed you. But He didn't just seal you for the sake of saying, I'm done with that. Or that's mine. I'll set it over here in a corner. What He did was He placed a marker on on you so that everybody would know in heaven above that you are his own. And that is the Spirit of God in you, that he might live life out in you and in union with you. He sealed that in you. You are sealed in union with him, the Spirit of God. This Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance, the first fruit, the pledge, the foretaste, the down payment on our heritage. In anticipation of its full redemption and our acquiring complete possession of it, to the praise of His glory, you were sealed with the living truth. It's a foretaste. If you don't like what the Holy Spirit is working in you, then you are probably going to really not like heaven because this is just a foretaste. This is just the beginning. And you know when you get to heaven, you know what it's all about? It's still not about us. It's about Jesus.
1: Thank you for joining us today for His Life Revealed, the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship. We hope today's message has encouraged you to yield to His life in every situation. Rest in His life, moment by moment, and receive from His life all that you need to show Christ in this world. To get to know us better, visit us on the web at hislifefellowship.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. And join us for worship services on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 7015 Wurzbach Road. If this message has blessed you, you can help support this program with your gift to His Life Ministries, P.O. Box 781 -529 529 San Antonio, Texas 78278 And now, before we go, our prayer for you this coming week is that the image of the invisible God would be visible in you and that you would remember that wherever you go whatever you do the hope of glory is Christ in you